and welcome back to this week's episode of the Mike the Gardener Gardening Podcast, sponsored by those lovely people at Natural Grower, who supply plant-based products for both organic and chemical-free gardening and your houseplants. Crammed with certified organic growing power, if you're looking for amazing results with all of your fruit and vegetables, your flower beds, your lawns and houseplants, then Natural Growers award-winning certified organic peat-free compost and fertiliser knock the socks off chemical products. All products are certified organic, 100% chemical-free and 100% peat-free. And those lovely people at Natural Grower have given me an exclusive 10% discount off all products for my listeners. Just pop Mike 10, M-I-C, the number 10, in the apply coupon field when you check out. In this week's episode, I chat to Sarah Want, a committee member on the YPHA. Now, if you're thinking you've heard me chat about the YPHA before, then you're correct. In fact, Just a few weeks ago, I chatted to young horticulturalist and plants person, Josh Simmons, who works at the Kiln Farm Nursery. And during our chat, he mentioned the YPHA, of which he is a member. And the YPHA is the Young People in Horticulture Association. Intrigued, as I'm particularly keen to look towards how we get a new generation of horticulturalists and gardeners on board... I contacted Sarah to ask if she would come and have a chat with us. The YPHA, as you'll find out shortly, is a brilliant initiative set up in 2020. So, in our chat today, I chat to Sarah about who it's for, how did it start, what its objectives are, and of course much, much more. And Sarah will give you details of how to contact the YPHA during our chat. And I'll obviously give you a reminder at the end. I started our chat by asking Sarah, what is the YPHA? Yeah, of course. Thank you for for having me, first of all. Um, So the YPHA, as you mentioned, is the Young People in Horticulture Association. It was set up in 2020 ironically as a network and then we went straight into lockdown so (laughs) the networking element didn't quite happen as I think everybody plans but the it's a group of under 35s who work in the industry and that could be in literally any role to do with horticulture and its main purpose is connecting people in the industry being able to share advice frustrations questions um and making sure that people have a safe space to go to with like-minded individuals and who was responsible who's, who's who are the brains behind this fantastic initiative the brains behind the operation so we've got natalie porter who works at happy plants she's based in lancashire um molly higginson at newleaf in worcestershire and um, a chap called liam cleary who runs a family garden center over in wales they were the the brains behind the operation and i think liam would agree probably more so nat and molly um and then (laughs) since then we have expanded the committee to a group of seven including myself okay so who is it for obviously you've mentioned sort of like people under 35 but who within the under 35 group is welcome to come as a member 
Anyone. Um, so that could be somebody who is studying horticulture, landscaping, garden design or anything related, um, but maybe wants to get a career into horticulture, a career changer, somebody in the industry currently. Um, and that can be anybody from a self-employed gardener, a landscaper running their own business, a grower, salesperson, literally any job within horticulture you, you can do. We've even got somebody in the group that dyes ponds. Yeah, so they put um, they have quite a scientific based job that works out how to get ponds to the colour people want them without affecting any of the wildlife and the nature in them. So we we hit all the weird and wonderful corners of horticulture in the group, um, but it's great for when people need some advice. So it's every single facet. If you're in horticulture in whatever guise and you're under 35, the YPHA is something that you can actually join. Yeah, absolutely. If you have been to a garden centre or bought anything from a garden centre, plants, hoses, you're selling hoses, whatever it is, there is there is a space for everybody. So you talked about the networking, the having a chat with somebody. It's like a, a great group of people who can call upon each other. What do you see the objectives of the YPHA of being sort of like beyond the group itself? If we go back to the reason it was started, I think horticulture can sometimes be quite a lonely job. Um, if you're a grower or a gardener or a landscaper, you might spend many hours of your day working alone, um, which suits some people, doesn't suit others. Um, but it, it, And you can also find that a lot of people in horticulture are probably on an, in an aging population so they could feel like they're they are an anomaly within a business and people might leave the industry and that is our ultimate goal is we want as many people in the industry and people to love it as much as we do um so the group was set up because of that objective wise we focus very much on networking and giving people a safe space we are quite big on education within the group so um we focus we do a seminar every month and that seminar is on zoom and that can be anyone in the industry or anybody that can give us a talk that we might think is beneficial to our members so we had one um a guy called steve masson from fargro he did a talk on um, pesticides and um fargro as a business but then we've also had somebody talking about imposter syndrome and how that might affect a young person in the workplace so we try and put our seminars on and we do at the minute we try and do two in-person events a year for an educational and networking piece as well hosted at garden centers or nurseries um we've had the likes of adam frost and people like that come and give us talks um so for us our objectives are to educate the people in the industry and work with people in the industry to educate people outside of the industry that is actually yeah. a place that you can be so you said that you started in 2020 almost three years down the line then how many members do you have and how is it growing and going forward so very very within touching distance very close of 500 members wow um, so we're doing really well and actually all of what the way we've grown has all been organic so we don't actively go out and seek new members we have a presence at all of the trade shows so the landscaping show national plant show glee etc to try and let people know we're there um and a lot of it comes from that or word of mouth and people already in the in the group but yeah we've grown we've grown massively and our objectives at the moment are to carry on growing in the way that we have been very naturally but for us it's about focusing on what our current members need and what they want to see from us and what they think they can get out of it so we're only a group of seven on the committee it's a 
volunteer job alongside our permanent roles so it's trying to get as much as we can but we love hearing from people we love getting ideas um, and we try and do as much as we can for people that want it so as a committee then how do you give your members that platform to be able to say what they want because clearly you've got some some great needs there you talked about the pests and diseases you also talked about um, imposter syndrome so you're touching on some of the softer skill things as well yeah absolutely we we try and get soft skills that could benefit um, a set group of people like marketing, for example, we might try and get a marketing talk and then we try and do horticultural focused ones. But because our membership um, employment has, it's so varied, like I mentioned, we've got people hands-on plants, people that might never touch a plant and and all sorts. So Mm. we want to try and make as many of our seminars accessible to as many people that are interested. Um, for in terms of sort of for them to have a voice we have a whatsapp group um it never ever stops going off um (laughs) i mean with 500 people it it wouldn't but that that group goes from people sending photos of their dogs to can anybody help me identify what pest is on this plant um does anybody know where i can source this from we're based here we need it from the uk um and a lot of it is just being able to share that and then we've also got a an announcement group where all of the things like seminars um and in-person events get announced so they don't get lost in all of the the hustle and bustle of the group as well so going back to like to my question how do your members say to you oh sarah i'd really like something on marketing uh messages privately so all seven of us are on our phones all the time. Um, the committee have a separate group chat for people that are voicing ideas. So as soon as somebody sends us an idea, it goes straight into the group. And then at our, uh, we have monthly committee meetings. We discuss all the ideas that have been had, which ones are feasible, who we might know that is able to support us. Um, and yeah, we're very receptive to ideas because we're here for the members. So mm. um, they literally just drop us a WhatsApp. Great initiative. And I particularly, when you mentioned marketing, I remember many, many, many years ago when I was a gardener, knowing how to set out because I had the horticultural knowledge was one thing, but then knowing how to market the business and not having anybody to turn to, what a fantastic thing for young horticulturists, young gardeners, anybody in the industry to be able to come to you and sort of say, gosh, how do I market my business? How do I market myself? Yeah, it's it's really interesting, actually. And we've got a, a, a great amount of people that are self-employed or run their own businesses that employ maybe five or 10 people. And as a young person, sort of under 35, already doing that, I think there's a lot that can be learned, even if they've already done a marketing course, for example, if they're sitting in, they'll probably pick up something they don't already know. And I think being a director of a business that is growing can might be quite lonely because you might feel like you're the only person doing it and you don't know who to turn to so it's trying to trying to canvas as much as we can for them and you mentioned that you go to people for support with these seminars and i just wondered how is the industry the gardening horticultural industry supporting the ypha have you got a lot of support from industries and companies around you yeah the support and the offerings have been absolutely fantastic we we've hosted three in-person events now with a fourth going to be hosted at the end of 2023 and people are just offering us their space um for for events and i mean the last couple of events we've had we've had nearly 100 people at so it's a sizable event yeah um but anybody that hears of us that thinks they can add to something we get emails all the time saying 
I'm this person, this is my skill set, happy to do a seminar. Um, we get ideas from businesses. We've got supporters and key sponsors that play a, a really big part in that. And we're really grateful on how receptive the industry was to that. It wasn't a challenge finding those people. Mm. Um, but it's nice to see that there are generations that think it's valuable um, because it is truly valuable. Um, and it's nice to see that the rest of the industry is being receptive to that as well. I think, yeah, it's so important for us to look towards the future. How are we, are we going to safeguard the future of horticulture? Mm. And what you're doing is a great thing to actually help that along the way. Um, when I left school, which say was a hundred years ago, <laughs> I, in, in all honesty, gardening wasn't on my agenda at that point. But mm. so many youngsters we hear these days maybe want to go into horticultural gardening. Do you think enough is being done within the education system to support those needs? Or is it still seen as something that, oh, well, there's, there's other more important things you could be doing? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put my recruiter hat on here because I don't think I'll be able to speak for every YPHA committee member, but I don't think enough's being done personally. Yeah. Um, it's always a perception I had growing up. And interestingly, Adam Frost said the same at, the at his talk back in February. He said that horticulture was always an industry that teachers said you can do if you weren't very good at school. That's exactly what I've written down here and sort of yeah. what I've heard from so too many people, unfortunately. Yeah. And I live, I'm Lincolnshire based and I'm about 30 minutes from Spalding, which is a real hub for commercial growers. There are glass houses everywhere. I have no idea the industry existed. And if I'm 30 minutes down the road, not knowing that, what, what about the people that aren't as lucky as me? Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think enough's being done. And I think we're at risk of, if we don't change that mindset quite quickly, it could have some quite damaging effects on horticulture. Um, and I think people, I think people in education are, are becoming slightly more aware about the positive impacts on your mental and physical health to do with horticulture and the fact that you can be in horticulture and not be a plant expert. Mm. Um, and I think people are starting to, to realise that, but we, we still need to do much more. And um, Natalie Porter actually said, um, she hears a lot of the time, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to achieve anything on my own, so I just won't do it. Um, where actually if every business did a, a little bit, so much more would change. Yeah, and it's such a shame because, as you say, there are so many facets to horticulture and gardening that mm. maybe the education system needs to be made aware of. It's not just necessarily going out and working for yourself, although that's what I did and many, many of us do for a living and make a good living from it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's um, it's a shame because I don't think people actually truly understand just what is out there in terms of you can have a scientific role, you can have an IT-based role, you can have a marketing role. You, there is so many different roles within the industry that you don't have to be a plant expert, you don't need to like bugs, you don't need to like soil. And if you do, that's fantastic because there's hundreds of jobs for you as well. But yeah. it's about educating people that actually there's there's so so much of an impact you can have in our industry and it's a really good place to build a solid career. So is the YPHA place to try and support this? How do we educate the education system or is that beyond your remit? So it's something that we do quite a lot of. Um, I mean, myself, I go to the likes of Rittle College, um, do talks about life after education. I went to Northern Ireland a couple of months ago and did a talk about what your opportunities are when you finish. Um, 
and I must admit a lot of what I've done is university based but I think where we need to get at is primary schools and secondary schools while people still have the option to make it decide that they want to be in horticulture because by the time I'd left college it's a bit too late because you've already studied all your A-levels and, and BTECs and things like that but um Molly Higginson who I mentioned she does a lot in her local school she goes in and does talks about seeds and about plants and and things like that so everybody's doing a little bit um we have got ideas on how we can tackle this more um so watch the space for that but yeah it's something we're trying to do a lot more in and educating the education system but also educating people in the industry that Mm. they can help as well and clearly that responsibility doesn't just lie on the shoulders of the YPHA. We have the rest of the horticultural industry as Absolutely. well. Do you think enough is being done in the rest of the industry to try and bring this to the attention of those people who maybe need to know more about it? Um, good question. It's a big question, but it's something that really bothers me. Are we collectively doing enough to try and address this? I think overall the answer would have to be no, but there yeah. are some businesses that are absolutely fantastic at it. There are businesses that I've been in my job for four years now that in the past two years have set up apprenticeship schemes. Um, I know businesses that are doing more talks at their local primary schools and secondary schools and colleges. Um, so I think we're making strides in the right direction. Um, I just, what I would love to see and my frustration is I I don't want the baton to be passed to the next person. People need to start taking ownership of it now because we're already in a in a market where there's a huge candidate shortage. Mm. So if if everybody did their bit, even if it was one talk a year, it would start making a massive difference. Here, here to that. You, you talked about your recruitment hat earlier. Mm. For people joining the YPHA, can they look for opportunities? through you or is that again something that they do amongst themselves are you able to give them sort of like a steer in any direction yeah a bit of both so ypha also have a job board that's free to use so any opportunities that are suitable for um suitable for our members we put those on the job board and i manage that um i also only recruit within horticulture now um so it's a very very streamlined and focused industry for me because there's so much going on and I love doing things like this to try and do a bit more um but people can talk to me whether they want salary advice or does their cv look good or I want a new job please help me I'm, I'm here for more than just finding them a new role but um for me I think the YPHA is great because there are people that have reached out and just said can you just can you just sanity check this for me make sure that I'm earning what the norm is or can you just see if my CV reads how it should and I think having somebody that's got an eye for that sort of thing is really important because moving jobs is a is a really big deal. Mm, Absolutely you mentioned salary advice there now Mm. certainly as a jobbing gardener salary wise it's maybe sort of like at the lower end of the scale from where we wish mm. it would be is is there anything we can do about that because it's not just necessarily about pushing a lawnmower there's a lot of skill involved going through horticultural training you learn yeah. so much and you can bring so much to a client are we paying enough or do people still see this as being deserved of a, a lower salary i think it is still very much seen as an industry that doesn't pay very well yeah And I think some people are very, very guilty of it because like you say, there is so much more to being a gardener than mowing a lawn. 
there's so much more to being a grower than watering a plant. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact I couldn't be a grower because I don't have the scientific knowledge about pests and disease and peat freeing chemicals and all of this sort of stuff that, that's needed. And I don't think that that is always appreciated. Mm. Um, I think something that I have a lot of conversations with my clients around is, okay, if you can't change their salary because other people are on it or the money isn't there within the business, what else can you do for them? Can you give them a pathway on how they can better their career or could you give them some in-house training that won't be on a salary but it might still cost you a couple of hundred pounds put you through your spray certificates things like that that the person in the role feels better for it but ultimately I think we all need to sort of slowly start making the edge up there to make it a bit more of an attractive industry especially I, I hear it most from career changers um, who have yeah. been in a different thing and want to go into horticulture. The salaries just aren't there to match what they've done in any other industry. Yeah, and, and I was a career changer, having worked in an office for too many years, gardening <laughs> was a passion, and then you step out of that with the comfort of quite a comfortable salary to go, yeah. and I was, I was a jobbing gardener and designer, but you do certainly have to be very creative about how you earn, and it's just such a shame that some people do view you as like, you're just the gardener, why on earth would I pay you more than what I'm paying? And that's uh, something we really need to change. Yeah, and it frustrates me as well because people say, oh, you're just a gardener. It's like, if I'm just a gardener, you could probably do it yourself, but you know you can't do it yourself, so you need to employ me. Yeah, <laughs> and I think for me, my, I, I took responsibility to try and explain what I was able to do. I'm propagating plants for you. I'm saving money. I'm identifying pests and diseases and treating them. There's, there's so much we do that I think, and people think we're just pushing the lawnmower. Yeah, um, absolutely. Planting a few plants. So yeah, to educate people everywhere is just so important. I sometimes see there is a bit of a disparity between a hands-on role in horticulture, um, like a gardener or a landscaper versus um, sales people and things like that, which is quite a challenge as well. And I think, I do think businesses have realised that quite quickly that, salespeople couldn't sell things if growers didn't grow them yeah. and so on and so forth so i think we're receptive to that but as with any of these big industry changes that are so significant they all take time but it has in the past four years i've been here it has made good strides forward well that's that's the positive it's not going to happen overnight but something is happening the wheels are moving slowly but surely yeah <laughs> such great news um what differences do you think the YPHA can bring to the horticultural industry going forward? Something I see a lot that I think the YPHA can have a huge impact on is that people already in the industry won't leave the industry. Um, I sometimes see that people spend three years studying a degree in horticulture. They do a few years and they get fed up, they get lonely. And I think the YPHA brings a sense of community and also just to show that actually there's so much more out there that people aren't going to leave the industry that have worked so hard to be in it, um, which for me, I find is really, really important. Um, mm. We need to retain the people that love it and want to be here. And we need to make sure we're supporting them in what they need. So they will be able to educate people already in the industry in terms of business owners um, is what we're seeing a lot of. And people that have maybe been in the industry for 40 years don't necessarily understand the needs of our generation and what people might be expecting now versus what they expected 40 years ago. And yeah. It's quite normal that people aren't going to stay in a job for 10 years with no career progression and no salary progression. So the YPHA as a group, I think, are doing a really good job in educating businesses of what people's needs are as well. Good. 
just so refreshing to hear this and to hear that you and the industry are doing things uh, to help young horticulturalists out there. If, if, if I was under 35, <laughs> I'm just a couple of years out. What are the entry requirements? How do I go about applying? So our entry requirements are, we don't necessarily have anything defined at the minute. Our, our definition at the moment is studying or in horticulture um, or looking for a career change. So you're going to be within the industry um, and under 35. So you could have been in IT for 10 years and be 31 and decided to move into it, but not done it quite yet. You can join mm. or you could be 10 years as a salesperson. You can still join. So it's um, we're, we're very conscious of not saying no to anybody. Um, but we do check in with our members as much as we can just to say, are you still around? Is this still relevant to you? Um, because we don't want the the importance of the debates and the discussions that go on to be lost for people that aren't, it's not relevant to anymore. Um, and then in terms of applying, um, just go on our website, ypha.org.uk. Um, and it's completely free to join. You just fill in a form to say where you are and what you do. Um, and you get a free t-shirt as well. Okay, and you're also on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yep. So do you want to give a shout out for where they can find you on social media? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure all of them are just YPHA. Um, we're also quite active on LinkedIn. So um, we use Instagram a lot and our LinkedIn a lot. The other two, not so much, but every, we still check them very regularly. Okay, now if like me, you're 37 what happens when <laughs> what happens when you get to 35 what what happens to those members because obviously they won't be able to stay within the YPHA so we <laughs> we're lucky enough that we haven't had that many of them yet um but what has what it we takes have, an oldie to ask that question Sarah <laughs> well we, we're going to lose our first few this year but what we've said is that um if they turn 35 in 2023 they have until the end of 2023 and then they will leave the group um so you've got the year of your first 35th birthday um that you're also a member for and we're doing we're looking into the minute um at what can you do once you leave the ypha so looking into whether there's opportunities for mentors to come out of people that were a member but now are over the requirements needed to be in the group. So that there's a lot we're looking to do. Um, it's We've been in a fortunate position where we haven't lost a huge amount of people yet. Mm. Um, but yeah, end of the year, you turn 35, you, we unfortunately say goodbye. But we, we're very keen that if people are active and people want to be in touch and make a difference in the industry, we're going to try and find them something. Um, and the mentorship seems like quite a good route to go down because I think people really benefit from some advice and a, a friendly shoulder. Absolutely. If somebody's been a member for a number of years, to see that knowledge, skills and experience just walk out the door is such a shame, especially if you could say, use them in a mentor sort of form to actually help yeah. those those current members who fall under the Y part of YPHA. That would be incredible. <laughs> or you set up an MPHA, the Mature People in Horticultural Association. We, we did look at that. They actually <laughs> made a... Um, they got me this time last year. They did an April Fools for um, the the MPHA, um, and I text Molly and I said, "Oh my God, they're, they're copying us!" And she said, "It's April Fools. Can you not tell?" I was like, "Oh, I've got, <laughs> they've got me here." Um, but yeah, we, there, there's all sorts of ideas floating around. It's just it's trying to find as as with everything, it's trying to find what's best for the most amount of people. Yeah. 
what next for the YPHA? Any sort of plans or um, anything you can share with us for like for the year, next two years ahead? So we have just confirmed our next in-person event. Um, it's not been announced who and where yet, but that will take place September time. Um, so again, another fantastic event with a fantastic host. Um, so that's going to happen. We are at all the trade shows this year. Um, we have a stand on all of them. So if anybody is around or wants to have a chat with us or just see what we're about, come and talk to us. Um, and yeah, we've got some we've got some big plans. We we're going to need a few more committee members soon. So mm, sounds familiar. Well, I wish you and the whole team all the very best of luck. A great initiative. Just so Thank refreshing you. to hear this. Yeah, good luck to the YPHA and to all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a tough old life. Just being a couple of years over the cutoff age, I'm no longer eligible to join the uh, YPHA as a member. What? <laughs> All joking aside, the YPHA is a fantastic initiative and a great organisation for everybody out there in the world of gardening and horticulture who is under the age of 35. And I know the YPHA will go from strength to strength. Now, if you're listening today and you're under the age of 35 or know anybody within horticulture and gardening under the age of 35 who might be interested, point them in the direction of the website, which is ypha.org.uk or pop onto social media and search for YPHA. Uh, my thanks to Sarah and all of the team at the YPHA for chatting today and for everything that you're doing for this fantastic industry. Now, we have just a few more episodes left before we come to the end of Series 5. So it's still not too late to follow and subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on any of the gardening fun. And if you're able to leave a review, that would be absolutely wonderful. Now, I mentioned Josh Simmons just a moment ago, who works at the Kiln Farm Nursery. And you remember we chatted a few weeks ago. Now, next week... I chat to Josh's boss, or one of his bosses, Ruth Gowdy, one of the owners of Kiln Farm Nursery. Now, Ruth is a friend and we'll be chatting about how the nursery was set up from scratch. And of course, as always, lots, lots more. It's a really great chat. I know you'll enjoy it. And that is next Monday as usual. Right. It's a, right, he said. Gosh, that was very definitive, wasn't it? Right. It's a beautiful day down here on the South Coast. So I am heading out into my own garden as I've got some seedlings that are ready to go into the ground. So I will see you all next week. Bye bye for now. Bye bye. <laughs>